Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hey guys, welcome to episode 118 of SwiftCast. This is Nate, Ashley, Haley, Steph, and Adam. So we came across something interesting today. I'm not sure if our listeners have seen it or not, but it was really cool. There's a preview floating around of the next, well, the September issue rather, of Vanity Fair. And it's starring none other than Taylor Swift. And the picture is awesome, but different. I don't know if, uh, I don't know if you guys noticed this too. Kind of look like a red era picture. I don't know. Yeah, I'm just really confused on if it's recent or not. And it seems like Vanity Fair, they usually have really in-depth photo shoots for it. So I'm just a little confused. The reason I say red era is because in this picture of her like sitting at this piano, she has her long hair. So, I mean, unless she got extensions or something for this picture. But like you said, Steph, yeah, it's probably just an older picture to help commemorate. So... It's really cool, though. The picture looks to me like it came straight out of the video montage from The Lucky One. Yeah, you're right, actually. That's exactly what it looks like. It's the same sort of long, curly hair style that she had. Right. Anyway, I thought it was pretty cool. I'm excited to read it as soon as it comes out, so... And I like the caption they put under her name. It says, Captain of the Girl Squad and the most influential 25-year-old in America. Why the world is her apple. (laughs) Accurate. Get it? (laughs) apple (laughs) well speaking of vanity fair this also had me thinking so the la shows are coming up soon we're now in august as we're recording this and they're coming up at the end of the month there's five shows obviously there will be a lot of special guests obviously there will be probably a lot of celebrities walking the runway for style i really think and we'll see if i'm right that caitlin jenner will be one of the people on the runway You know, Taylor already had Kendall Jenner as one of several people on the runway at her London show, and I know she's friendly with the family, and I think that Caitlyn is getting a lot of good gender media attention right now for a lot of important issues, and we know that Taylor is supportive of everything like that, so I definitely think it could happen. Hmm. Yeah, she had Andrea in Chicago. Right. Who, if you didn't know, Andrea is a transgender Australian model, correct? Yes. I didn't know that when she came out. I had no idea. I guess time will tell, though. So anyway, starting to get into the bulk of our episode here, we have some older tweets of Taylor's for you guys. The first one is from July 30th, 2009. Taylor tweeted, Spent all day with the other Taylor. Lots of laughing, lots of confusion over which one was actually being called to set. And of course, this is Taylor Lautner when they were filming Valentine's Day. Whoa. Taylor Lautner. Taylor squared. (laughs) Inspired one of the best songs Taylor's ever written, by the way, back to December. So, just by the way. I feel like in recent months, especially, Taylor has hung out with so many people that we haven't seen her with in a while. I'm just waiting for the two of them to hang out sometime. (laughs) I can see it happening. Have they ever hung out since they split up? 
not that I know of, but he kind of just seems off the grid. I don't think he's on Twitter. I don't really ever see paparazzi pictures of him. I mean, I don't look for them, but I don't know. Mm, right. I don't think they have. Well, I know, well, at least the last time I knew, he went to one of her shows. I think it was Speaking Now, though, so, I mean, that was a long time ago. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, nothing lately, though. I don't know. Our next one comes from August 1st of 2009. Philly was awesome. Last time I sang at this arena, I was 11, singing the national anthem for the 76ers game. Oh, I remember that video. <laughs> so I guess that's before she started playing the stadiums in Philly. Well, yeah, that must have been on the Fearless Tour. Um then on August 1st, 2011, Taylor tweeted, was watching Shark Week and almost called Abigail to talk about how scary sharks are, then got this overwhelming fear that they can hear me. There's her paranoia kicking in. <laughs> what was it part of some article? I don't know if it was Rolling Stone or what, but she talks about how she's always paranoid of people like listening to her music ahead of time or even like having sound at the secret session so that outsiders couldn't hear. Isn't that what she did? Right. She had white noise machines. It's smart, though. I remember the quote from one of the videos they show before the tour where she says, I have a lot of crippling fears. <laughs> Our next one comes from August 1st, 2012. Congrats, Allie Raceman and all of the Fab Five on your incredible win. And that was the United States women's gymnastics team winning the gold medal at the Olympics. And not long after that tweet, didn't she bring all the gymnastics team, like, either it's to a concert or something, but, like, hung out with them all somewhere? Am I right? Am I wrong? I remember that. I don't know where it was. Mm -hmm. I can't remember where. It was cool, though. Yeah, I think they hung out at some point. I remember she's always very supportive of all the Olympic athletes. Yeah, then she hung out for a little while with Gracie Gold. I don't know what year that was. But she is a figure skater. Uh, that was 20, had to be 2014. Yeah, that would make sense. If the Summer Olympics were in 2012, then the Winter Olympics would have been in 2014. Well, our next one comes from July 31st, 2013. And Taylor tweets, I'm pretty sure she's trying to say, vote for VMAs. And it's a little link to a video of Meredith sitting on the couch. And then she looks over, lets out one tiny meow, and then that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm pretty sure that message will still translate now, and everybody should also go vote right now. Our last tweet is from August 1st, 2014. Taylor said, Flashback to 2002, when this was the most attention my family had ever gotten. And this is so funny, it links to an Instagram picture of an article from when Andrea rescued some stranded boat passengers. It's just such a funny picture. <laughs> This floats around on social media from time to time. Yeah, that happened around New Jersey. And I think Brittany Mack was even with them when it happened. I think she was, you're right. I think it was Taylor and Brittany, right? There is another picture of it, too, of Andrea, like, towing them along, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Am I right? I think so, yeah. Like, in inner tubes, yeah. <laughs> All right, so now we're going to be moving on to keeping up with Swift. Yay! Yay! <laughs> Our first piece of news is that there was a slight change in the 1989 World Tour schedule. The show in Houston, Texas at Minute Maid Park is now September 9th, and the show in Fargo, North Dakota at the Fargo Dome is now October 12th. 
I'm really surprised that they did that. I don't know if you guys are or not. I mean, obviously, you know, if there's a game, you know, something, but I thought they would have had that like locked in months ago before they even schedule any type of anything, whether it's 89 tour or whether it's any type of anything. I'm surprised that they would actually bump Taylor out for a game. Yeah, and it's all speculative right now. I thought when I heard about this, I might know the reason, and then I was actually right. The Minute Maid Park is the home of the Houston Astros, and the show was originally scheduled for in the beginning to middle of September, and the Houston Astros might be in the playoffs, and that would cause some logistics issues. So they don't even know for sure, but they're just making the safe call and making the change. Yeah. So did they just assume that they were going to lose earlier in the year? <laughs> well, the Houston Astros historically have not been very good, so I don't think they expect them to make the playoffs. Yes. <laughs> That's funny. Well, hopefully at least the people in Houston can be excited that their show is sooner now. That should be a huge show. I hope everyone who has already bought tickets to this, especially those who aren't like really active in the fandom, know that their ticket date has changed. So, I mean, I'd hate for people to miss the concert. Wouldn't Ticketmaster email them? I hope so. Most likely, yeah. I hope so. You know, if people don't check their email or something, like live under a rock, I don't know, they show up, <laughs> you know, like, they're like, uh, they're like, oh, it already happened. Like, oh. <laughs> well, they should have been listening to SwiftCast. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, Bad Blood was number one on pop radio for the sixth week, which is crazy. It feels like it hasn't even been out that long. But to celebrate, Taylor has been posting behind the scenes videos from the music video. It's usually the moment when the actress figures out what name to use. So it's pretty cool. I think that was a very smart promotion strategy that she's posting all these at the same time that VMA voting is going on to get people excited. Yeah, I was complaining for months about how I wanted more. And now I realize why she was waiting. She's very smart. I'm looking forward to Kendrick's. We haven't seen Kendrick yet. I just wish they were a little longer. I agree. Well, last week, Taylor's friend Jamie King gave birth to a son named Leo, and Taylor is the godmother to Leo, and she got to meet Leo for the first time last week and posted a couple of really adorable photos on Instagram. And included Never Grow Up lyrics. Never Grow Up is such an underrated song. It is, actually. I really like it. One of the best ones off of uh, Speak Now. Was it performed as a secret song on Red, the Red Tour? once yeah once towards the beginning yeah right it was also performed as a secret song on the speak now tour and i was there for that whoa oh, nice wow that's cool not necessarily a secret song but it was impromptu added into the set for the one show i was at so our next bit of news after just nine months 1989 is close to selling eight million copies worldwide in only nine months that's just under a million copies per month worldwide that means that by the time that it reaches its one-year anniversary, it could well have exceeded 10 million. It's insane. Already. Crazy. Because it doesn't seem like it's really slowing down at the rate that it's selling. No, you're right. It's still dominating all the charts, so. Yeah, I just read today that it has been in the top 10 for 40 weeks, which is exactly how many weeks it's been out. So it has not dropped out of the top 10 even once since October 27th. That's crazy. People still trying to find the Polaroids. <laughs> <laughs> well our next piece of news is at the vancouver show this past weekend taylor brought back another secret song she sang sparks fly which was so awesome i was really excited about that sparks fly is a fan favorite i didn't even realize how much i missed that song till i saw she did it and she's really never done it acoustic no didn't she 
Well, because on the Red Tour, it was actually in the set list. Right. On the Red Tour, she played a little bit of the beginning of it acoustic, I guess, before the band kicked in, but the majority of it wasn't. That's fair enough. Yeah, you're right. So that was really awesome, and I can't wait to see what other secret songs she's going to bring back. And she also had a special guest. She had the group Nico and Vince, who sang their song, Am I Wrong?, which I think is pretty high on the charts on the radio right now. I think so. It's a good song. At first, I had no idea who Nico and Vince were, but then as soon as I heard the song, I realized. A lot of times I know songs, but not artists' names. <laughs> That's okay. I do the same thing. Like, who? <laughs> Yeah, it was really cool, though. I bet Vancouver was really excited. Well, the Shake It Off music video is just under 1 billion views, so let's try to get it to 1 billion before its one-year anniversary, which is August 18th. Woo! So soon. Really soon. Yeah, that's crazy. I can't believe it's been a year already. As we mentioned last week, Taylor has nine nominations for the VMAs, and... She's up for seven for Bad Blood and two for Blank Space. And those nominations include Video of the Year, Bad Blood, Best Pop Video, Blank Space, Best Female Video, Blank Space, Best Collaboration, Bad Blood, Best Art Direction, Bad Blood, Best Cinematography, Bad Blood, Best Direction, Bad Blood, Best Editing, Bad Blood, and Best Visual Effects, Bad Blood. It's a lot of bad blood in there. <laughs> But you can help Taylor by voting for four of these categories, and those include Video of the Year, Best Pop Video, Best Female Video, and Best Collaboration. So just go on to MTV's website, and you can vote every day until August 13th, and you also are able to vote 10 times. You just click a button 10 times and just do it every day. It'll take you three minutes probably. I obviously hope she wins them all, but some of those lesser-known categories, uh, the one I hope that she really wins is Best Direction, because that is for Joseph Kahn, who is the director, and he just seems like such a cool guy. And he did such a great job with her videos for this album. Blank Space was amazing, Bad Blood was amazing. But yes, she'll probably hire him back for the next video, too. He definitely should. And the award show is going to air on August 30th just so everyone knows if you want to set your DVR in advance. Should be good. And to wrap up the news, here is the upcoming schedule. The 1989 World Tour just hit Edmonton on August 4th and 5th at Rexall Place. And we'll give you a little bit more details on if there were any type of special songs or guest performers on next week's episode. August 8th is Seattle, Washington at CenturyLink Field. August 14th and 15th, is in Santa Clara, California at Levi Stadium. And August 17th and 18th is Glendale, Arizona at Gila River Arena. Ashley will be there. I can't believe it. <laughs> that show seemed like such the far distant future because it was so late in the tour. And I'm sad that it's going by so quickly. I know. And I'm also super, super, super excited to see it in an arena again because I've only seen it once in an arena so far. Where are your seats for the show? Somewhere in the 100 level, but there really can't be any bad seats in an arena. No, that's true. <laughs> so anyway, that's it for our news for the week. Uh, lots of good stuff that we had. Now we are going to be moving on. We have a few mini segments for you guys. And our first one comes from at Katie Martinez RN on Twitter. And they tweet, trying to decide outfits for 1989 tour. Cat ears? Nah, that's Drew Red Album. Swifty Problems. <laughs> that is Drew Red Album. 
Yeah, it goes right along with 22 in the music video. How about Fox Ears? Did you guys know, I actually just realized this today, that the sunglasses that they sell on Taylor's website and at the merch stand are the same ones that she wears now for Welcome to New York? Oh, are they really? Cool. I never made the connection, but I was looking at them online, and there's a picture of Taylor wearing them on the item description, so then I realized they were the same. Well, I noticed for the first time that they actually throw those sunglasses out into the crowd during the song when they're done using them. I think it's really cool. Including Taylor's? Yeah, including Taylor's. Taylor throws hers, too. I'm surprised I haven't seen any posts from anybody who got them, then. Yeah, me either. So where do they throw them? Into, like, the front pit? Well, definitely, like, the, the main dancers threw them directly into the front pit. Taylor, she just, I watched her just, like, throw it into whatever that was, uh, like, floor E or whatever that's basically along the catwalk. Okay, yeah, because on the Red Tour, if you were in the front row, you'd be, like, directly facing Taylor, whereas now it's kind of more split up. Mm -hmm. So front pit definitely gets first dibs because they threw them intentionally, like, directly into front pit. So that was cool. I always wanted the red hat. Oh, my God, me too. Ah, oh, if only. I went to see Luke Bryan this past weekend, and he took people's cell phones while he was on stage and took selfies. Oh, that's awesome. I mean, it was like probably 30 different cell phones, and he just kept taking photos of himself. I feel like Taylor should do that. You would never be able to use your phone again. <laughs> <laughs> I really want Taylor to do that. That'd be awesome. Except she probably would jump down to get a selfie with the fan, and then the whole show would just have to be on pause. Did he also throw out cans of beer from the stage? He did. Nice. And then right at the end, people were throwing things at him, and he would sign and give it back to people like hats what? get out of here yeah it was it was pretty cool oh that's awesome well when i saw him because i feel like his tours don't really change that much but this was you know early 2014 he was doing this basically the same thing and there was so much fan and audience interaction that i almost didn't notice when this lady jumped up on his stage because <laughs> <and laughs> it was just really chaotic down there on the floor and then he paused his performance and said like are you insane what are you doing up here and like kicked her off oh gotcha <laughs> oh that's funny yeah i wish that taylor could do stuff like that but i just think it wouldn't be safe oh boy yeah <laughs> our next one is from mrs underscore brayman on twitter she said the only reason i like comcast is because they love taylor swifty problems i so agree with that <laughs> Comcast has some serious issues. I saw once it was like top three most hated companies in the United States. It was like number one was Comcast. I believe it. They have so many problems. They're constantly going down. They're known mm -hmm. for bad customer service. I can personally attest to that. Mm -hmm. But they love Taylor, so at least there's that. Oh, that's their only saving grace. <laughs> I tweeted them and was like, I've spent I don't even know how much money with my cable and internet with you for like five years. Can I please have some Taylor merch? And they ignored me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Our next one comes from Seattle Swifty underscore. Went to the Fred Meyer store on Saturday to look for a Taylor Swift Diet Coke bottle for the contest. No luck. Swifty problems. So anyway, that's it for our mini segments for this week. Now we're going to be moving on to drum roll, my favorite segment ever, fashion segment. Yeah, and Adams. There aren't too many this week. Taylor was sort of MIA. I know. What the heck? <sighs> Taylor. I mean, she only had one show, and I don't even think we have outfits from that show yet. She also didn't do a Loft 89, so a lot less this week. Bummer. 
And it seems like when she's not in L.A. or New York, we really don't get many pictures of her. I guess just the paparazzi in L.A. and New York are just insane. Yeah, she's been mostly, I think, at Rhode Island in between shows where you really don't see much of her unless a local snaps a picture. So our first one is on July 28th. Taylor got sushi with Jamie King, and she was wearing an Urban Outfitters Luca Couture Chambray Circle Skirt, which is $49, and unfortunately it is no longer available. And then she also carried a Michael Kors Large Casey Tricolor Satchel, which is $1,195, and unfortunately that also is no longer available. And our other one comes from the fall 2015 Keds ad. Taylor was wearing Nicole Miller Artelier dress in leather. It's $48, but it's no longer available. And then the Keds Champion Micro Dot sneakers, and those are $50. It's too bad about that dress. I really like it. You know what's funny about that dress? What's that? When you click on the link, which takes you to Bloomingdale's, even though it's sold out, it has items recommended for you on the side. And I don't know if this is generic or like my specific page, but it's all things Taylor has worn. (laughs) that's funny they know you all too well (laughs) i'm so punny so anyway that's it for our fashion segment for this week and as always a big thank you to tayswiftstyle.com for providing us with all our fashion news and so now we're going to be moving on to our main discussion for the week it's about this article that came out about taylor not too long ago where i don't know about you guys i was kind of offended reading this article i think it's crazy First of all, I hesitate to even call this an article. Right. (laughs) It's not at all. It's an op-ed. Very ill-informed opinion. Yeah, it's an opinion piece. Mm -hmm. But it was on Huffington Post, and that gets a lot of hits. Yeah, fairly reputable uh, news website. So basically, he has gone to, or he went to, rather, the East Rutherford show for 1989. And throughout the entire article, he basically just, like, bashes Taylor about how, like, she's fake. She is fake to her fans. Like, she's not authentic. Her music's not great. The concert wasn't great. All these things. It's crazy. So what did you guys think about this article? B.S. Yeah, I thought that this guy didn't even know anything at all about Taylor. It was clear that he just had no background information about her at all. Well, that's the thing is everyone is entitled to their opinion, but his opinion is based around all these points that are just factually incorrect. So one of the quotes that he had in this piece was, Sure, Swift can stand on stage in East Rutherford and tell the impressionable girls packed into MetLife Stadium that they are not the opinion of someone who doesn't know you, but the woman who purports life lessons to her followers apparently doesn't realize that she has become the very one who doesn't know them. Just a few years ago, Swift carried the banner for ordinary girls shunned for humbly wearing sneakers and sitting unnoticed in the bleachers. Today, she probably wouldn't even know what to say to a single one of them. Okay, but she invites them all to Loft 89 after every show. (laughs) Right. She's not mingling with the people in any way. I mean, I was just thinking back to starting from summer 2014, basically, all of the Instagram comments that she's left for people. It seems like she always gravitates towards exactly what he's talking about, the girls that are having issues at school and with their friends and asking her for advice about life and bullies and just everything. And she always has this really insightful, great advice that I feel like has changed people's lives that she's just giving out freely on the internet now. So I guess you just 
wasn't aware of any of that. <laughs> like, I don't know. It's just so clearly wrong that I don't even know what to say. And I guess he's also not aware that she's so active on Tumblr. If you go look at her likes, she has liked over 16,000 posts on Tumblr, all by her fans. And she responds to them a lot, too. Well, anyway, I think it's kind of insulting when he is talking about how all of her friendships are only with A-list celebrities, you know? He said how Taylor will post on Instagram all of her friendships with these people, but somehow she can't also be friends with her fans, too. I'm not sure where he's getting that from. Obviously, she has a lot of very high-profile friends. I mean, just to name a few, Selena Gomez, Carly Kloss, you know? And pictures everywhere all the time, obviously. I mean, if you're famous, you're going to surround yourself with famous people. You're not going to bring in, I don't know, the guy who swam to her house uh, to try and meet her. <laughs> I mean, it's just common sense. I mean, you, you hang out with people who are not only in the same industry that you're in, but also the same type of life that you're in. Aside from that, she makes a ton of time for her fans. I mean, she invites them to her house. She invites them backstage. She... I mean, there are stories of her pulling over on the road, seeing people wearing her t-shirts and talking with them and taking a picture with them. It's insane when he says these things. He just does not understand, I guess, the real personal level that she takes with not only her fans, but people who she views as her friends. So. so then he says, really, is your daughter going to be as excited to visit Swift's Instagram page to see her hanging out with some random girl as opposed to other celebrities like Sarah Highland and Lord? Um, she does hang out with a lot of quote-unquote random girls she's the maid of honor for her childhood friend Brittany, who's not remotely famous whatsoever she still hangs out with abigail her friend from high school all the time she brought abigail to the grammys like i don't know i feel like he has missed all of this and just went to one show and thought that i don't know I, i'm very confused <laughs> Yeah, that's what I meant by when I said I felt like he had no background information on her because he clearly doesn't realize that she still hangs out with a lot of people from her past and is still very close with people from back before she, anyone even knew who she was. I think of, of everything in this article, for me, the most offensive part is the next part when he was talking about, well, I can just read it here. He says, Swift may dump a small portion of her vast fortune into the occasional charitable cause, and in fact has been recognized among the industry's most philanthropic entertainers, but only in fan-voted surveys that amounted to glorified popularity contests. What? He just contradicted himself right there. Exactly right. <laughs> She's been recognized among the industry's most philanthropic entertainers. Mm. Those aren't fan voted. Those no. are <laughs> from places like Forbes and wherever else. Yes, exactly. It's it's. I'm like, dude. <laughs> like, first of all, I mean, just the fact alone that he's bashing her for donating to charity. You know, these philanthropic causes that I mean, these you know amazing causes that she's donated to and the vast amounts of money is insane. It's mind blowing. And then to to go ahead and bash everything that she's doing just to say that it's for a popularity contest. It's just unbelievable. It's crazy. I, I don't know where this guy even thinks he has the right to say anything. Stuff. And I know for a fact that there is so much even more she does for charity that doesn't get publicized. Absolutely. Yeah, the thing is, Taylor does a lot of things without anyone even knowing about it. Perfect example is when she was donating anonymously by using Meredith and Olivia's initials or something, right? And people figured out it was her. And when she goes to visit sick kids at hospitals, it's not like she's putting out press releases. Right. Mm -hmm. The people are so excited that she's taking the time to meet them. They publicize it for her. It's not her doing it. 
So I think people misconstrue that a lot. Absolutely. A lot of celebrities absolutely do go do something like visit a hospital and then they post it all over Twitter and Instagram to make sure everybody knows about it. And Taylor's just not like that. And also just calling it a small portion of her vast fortune is kind of offensive to it's saying that she's not donating enough just because it's a small amount to her. She doesn't have to do any of it. She does way more than anybody else. Nobody would be a smart business person if they were giving away vast majorities of their money. One other quote we wanted to read from the article says, How Swift has moved completely past musical styles, hometowns, and ideology, and yet managed to watch her fan base continue to grow every year, is testament to her impressive business acumen and strategic planning. In that regard, she may be everything you want your daughter to become. Just remember that if she truly grows up to be like Taylor, the day will probably come when she simply won't know you anymore. <laughs> I, I can't do anything but laugh. I know. <laughs> This suggests that Taylor no longer even knows her own family. Andrea, Scott, Austin. <laughs> you know, it's just insane. I, I just can't do anything but laugh uncontrollably. Hope my daughter doesn't grow up to be the nightmare that Taylor Swift is today. <laughs> like, this is crazy. You know, you shouldn't even have to compare her to other people because she stands up on her own, obviously. But mm -hmm. all signs point to the fact that she stayed so much more grounded and so much more down to earth than even B or C list celebrities, let alone celebrities on her level. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So there's just none of this makes any sense. I mean, like I said, everyone can have their opinion, but this is just contradicting actual facts and it's confusing to me. One thing I think that's interesting is Taylor has said herself that sometimes it feels like 1989 is her breakthrough album. And so I think a lot of people who really knew nothing about her suddenly have her on their radar. And they don't realize that she's been doing this for over 10 years and she's had a lot of time to get used to being famous. And that's why she has stayed so grounded. She always uses the phrase that she was not shot out of a cannon and just into the stratosphere. It was a slow build up to what she is right now. But for that reason, I think a lot of people just don't realize her history at all. And they just write articles without any research. And it's frustrating. I mean, I guess I can kind of see if you weren't paying any attention to her that it seemed not even really, though, but giving him a little benefit of the doubt. I can see why someone might think that she sort of came out of nowhere and is now everywhere. I mean, obviously, she didn't come out of nowhere, but she's everywhere even so much more now than she ever was. So I guess I can see why someone might think that people are just jumping on the bandwagon with her for no reason. But like you said, there's just so much background that you miss if you make that assumption. My question is, what is the motivation even behind writing an article like this? I mean, Taylor Swift, there's nothing wrong with her. <laughs> there's nothing wrong with her. Done. <laughs> there's nothing wrong with Taylor. There's... <laughs> I mean, parents describe her as this perfect role model. She's successful. She's very out for women, very feminist, or at least um, engaged in that type of group. Really, there's nothing wrong with her. She's a philanthropist. It's insane how a force of good that Taylor is in this world to write an article about her in this manner compared to some other artists that are in the industry that are doing all kinds of crazy and dumb and stupid things right now. And it's not even to say Taylor's bad at all. These other people are just, they just suck. <laughs> why, why are we focusing on Taylor and trying to nitpick on every little thing you can, not even get your facts right, and then publish this trash article? It just makes no sense to me. Like if I was a journalist, I feel like I would have a little bit more integrity than that, but I, I don't know. 
I really think that there's this mindset that some people have where they think that if everybody or, you know, seemingly everybody likes something, all those people must be wrong. Like, they all must be brainwashed or there's just some sort of ulterior motive. Like, nobody can just be that successful because they're great. If everyone is on this bandwagon all of a sudden, it must just be because this person is manipulating them. I think some people just really feel the need to try and disprove what's popular. Someone very wise once said that people throw rocks at things that shine. (laughs) No, literally, it's so true. But that same person can take all the bricks they throw at her and just build a castle. (laughs) Awesome. Nice. (laughs) I like that. That was a good clincher. It's so true. And I think I've said this before. I think I even said that when we were talking about Beyonce last week. The only reason why Taylor gets as much criticism as she does is because she's so successful. If she was at a mediocre level, not really selling tons of albums, not really getting nominated for tons of awards, nobody would care. But because she's so successful, it just makes people take notice and then they feel like they need to discredit her somehow. Yeah, it's interesting. You know, in the Bad Blood verse that Kendrick did, where it's about how it was my season for battle wounds and battle scars. I mean, I'm pretty sure he's referring to when the media just turned the tide completely against Taylor. And it was when she was winning all these awards and she was selling so many albums. And it was just such a tough time to be a Swifty, really. It was hard. And then it seemed like people were rooting for her again and just realizing that she's a great person and she treats her fans so well. And now I feel like this article, I just hope it's not the start of something else because on last week's episode, we talked about the Nicki Minaj thing as our main discussion. And I mentioned there were a lot of articles criticizing Taylor saying she doesn't understand what feminism is and she thinks the world revolves around her and If you want to get into that discussion, go ahead and listen to episode 117. But I just hope that people aren't going to just start bashing her for no reason, because that's exactly what this article does. Well, I think on that note, we can leave it on sort of a cliffhanger, because we have yet another article to discuss about that. And I think that's why I'm afraid. I just don't want to go through what we went through before. That was tough. Yeah. I think the biggest difference now is that, and I love this, that While, of course, Taylor still tries to not pay too much attention to what the media says, she's now not afraid to defend herself and speak up for herself when necessary. That's a great point. She's too busy building castles. (laughs) She is. Remember a month or two ago, there was that story basically implying that she made a pregnancy announcement and then she responded to it with that graphic, the whale, that said, I came out of the ocean because you need to stop. Yeah, that was amazing. (laughs) I mean, she wouldn't have done that in 2012 or 13. So while I hope that this isn't the start of something, I think she'll be okay. You know, it's funny. A friend of mine the other day said to me, hey, did you hear Taylor Swift's engaged? I'm like, no, (laughs) just go away. (laughs) Yeah, if some of you have seen that circulating, don't believe it. It's from very just non-reputable tabloid gossip columns. It's interesting how much people believe that kind of stuff. It's like, as long as it's a story that's juicy, it sells and people believe it. So anyway, well, if you want to, you could do a Google search for the article. Um, I wouldn't suggest it because it'd probably be just a big waste of your time. (laughs) (laughs) Listen to Nate, everybody. (laughs) The article is from Huffington Post. Uh, The author is Mark Koprowicz, and the title is Taylor Swift, No Longer Role Model, Why Everything Has Changed. 
he even tried to act like he knows a lot about Taylor by using everything has changed. <laughs> it probably was unintentional. He probably had no idea that she has a song called Everything Has Changed. <laughs> but interestingly, we actually did try to reach out to the author. We wanted to just talk with him and really just make him see the light if we could, politely. <laughs> but unfortunately, he just didn't get back to us. Nothing. He's probably like, what have I gotten myself into? <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, that's it for our main discussion for this week. Just some reminders for you guys. Please press the subscribe button on iTunes, and by doing that, it will automatically download our latest episode for you each week. If you guys want to contact us uh, with any opinions, questions, submit for our mini-segments maybe, um, you can find us at SwiftCast13 on Twitter. You can contact us on our Tumblr, swiftcast13.tumblr.com. Our Instagram, instagram.com slash theswiftcast13. Facebook.com slash theswiftcast. You can email us at the swiftcast13 at gmail.com or you can find all of these links on our website swiftcast13.com now just a reminder for those of you who are trying to listen to some of our older episodes itunes only shows us the last 100 episodes so if you feel like listening to any of the older ones our first ones whichever ones that are listed on itunes you can actually find them all on our website also what do you guys think next week taylor will do obviously send out wedding invitations <laughs> i think so i think so <laughs> I think we will get a secret song way back from the self-titled album, and I'll go with Tim McGraw. Ooh, I don't support that. <laughs> because you need to be there when it happens? Yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> if she can save it for Glendale, then sure. I definitely think there will be a special guest for Seattle, but I'm not quite sure who it will be. Well, I think this week, Taylor and Carly are definitely going to celebrate her birthday and post lots of pictures of the two of them. And on that note, I think Taylor will return to Tumblr and wish my Carly a happy 7th birthday. Yay! Ooh, that would be nice. Hopefully. Yeah, she's been missing from Tumblr for a long time. Yeah, she needs to come back. Come back, be here. The whole Nicki Minaj thing is blown over, so it seems like she went away right around the time that that happened. Yeah, which was smart, probably. But she should come back now. So anyway, for episode 118, this has been Nate. Ashley. Haley. Steph. And Adam. And we'll see you next week, guys. Thanks, guys. Bye. See ya. Peace out, Swift Scouts. Thank you for listening to this episode of SwiftCast. Visit us on the web at theswiftcast.com. The theme song for SwiftCast was written and performed by Sydney and Chuck. SwiftCast is not directly affiliated with Taylor Swift, Big Machine Label Group, or 13 Management.